Welcome to the TEFL Training Institute podcast, the bite-sized TEFL podcast for teachers, trainers, and managers. So Tracy, how, how long have you worked in the same company for? Mm, almost 10 years, long so you, time. You must have renewed your contract a whole bunch of times then, have you? Mm, yeah. Okay, so can you tell me some of the reasons why you decided to stay? Okay, I remember clearly the first time I renewed, I was really, really sure that I enjoyed the job teaching. I also enjoyed working with my colleagues and I like the work environment. At least it's the pros and cons, and I think the schedule is not great, but you know, not compared to some other factors, I think, yeah, I definitely want to stay. Okay, mm. and then what about more recently? Yeah, for the last two times when I renew a contract, it's mainly because there are new challenges and the position has been changed. I can say it got promoted or doing different role. Okay, mm. when I to training with managers mm-hmm. and I usually ask them what's the number one thing that motivates teachers mm-hmm. can you guess what they say let me guess I would say money is yeah. one of them so people always say money and yet again there none of the things that you said really mm-hmm. were related to mm-hmm. money it was career development it mm-hmm. was your peers it was enjoying teaching mm. all those different things I, I won't deny I mean you know salary increase would definitely going to be one reason why people they're staying or they're changing jobs but I don't think from my experience that was the main reason why I did that so today we're going to look at teacher motivation and teacher retention and we've got three questions so the first one what are the common mistakes for teacher retention so what can managers and organizations do to retain teachers mm-hmm. and finally so why is it important for managers and organizations to keep teachers and motivate them So Tracy, what do you think are the, some of the maybe common mistakes then that, that managers and organizations make? You mentioned earlier about money. Yeah. I would say most of people just assume, okay, no salary increase and compared to other organizations in this field, and the salary is not very competitive. Um, that's why people leave, they, because you know people live in the real world. They want to mm. get more money, have a better living standard. Because money is important, right? Yeah, no one is going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> but but why do the managers still believe that's the main reason or number one reason why people stay? Or why people leave? I mm. think it's just a very 19th like century, like a Victorian, mm. very simple way of looking at motivation. Mm-hmm. That you know, very capitalist way of looking at it, that if you want people to do something, mm-hmm. offer them money mm-hmm. and they'll do it. But I think the reason that doesn't work for teachers is because if you were someone that was really, really motivated by money, you wouldn't have mm, become a that's teacher. That's true. <laughs> that's not the really wealthy industry, yeah, to be honest. You would have into yeah. banking mm. or you become a lawyer or you mm. tried to become a doctor or you would have become a salesperson, but you wouldn't yeah. have moved abroad and got a, a teaching job. Wow. Like, at least for me, when I moved to China, I took a pay cut of about I was getting paid I think a quarter or a fifth of what I was getting paid wow. before in the UK I mean that's not to say money's not important to me mm-hmm. but it's obviously not the main driving reason behind what mm-hmm. I'm doing otherwise I wouldn't take a 70% mm-hmm. pay cut for a new job so yeah. I must show that there's other factors that are important mm-hmm. I think that's lead to the next one that I've been thinking mm-hmm. about because a lot of time you know the managers believe what they 
believe, right? They never ask the teacher, "Is this the reason why you stay, or is it why the reason you leave?" Right. So like there's, a, there's a quote in the Bible, I think, isn't there? It's like, "Do unto others as you would have do unto you." Mm. Right? Have you heard this before? Yeah, I think so. so it's like treat other people the way you want to be treated. Mm. But there's a quote from George Bernard Shaw who says, "Do not do unto others as they expect they should do unto you." Their tastes may not be the same. So obviously, different people are motivated by different things. But I、mm-hmm. think there's this assumption that what motivates me must be the same as what motivates you.、Mm-hmm. And I think the big problem in organisations is that senior managers do get a high salary and probably are quite motivated by money. Yeah. And then they assume, oh, that must be the same for teachers. Yeah. But that's it's a、not. good point. A lot of managers or organisers don't really listen to teachers and what they really need and what motivates them. Yeah. Because I think you know we talk about sit down with teachers. Teachers at different time,、mm-hmm. maybe before the probation or after probation, six months or one year, you know, or different year before contract. So you just maybe have a regular meeting or conversation with your teacher and just find out what's going on with them and what they really need. I、right. think listening is the key. Exactly. There, right. So、yeah. if you're doing a review with someone how,、mm-hmm. after however long, that、mm-hmm. the main person speaking the review、mm-hmm. should be the employee, not the manager, so you、yeah. can find out more about. What interests them, what their goals are, why they're doing the job. Because if you don't know those things, yeah, how can you expect to motivate yeah. someone? Yeah, a lot of teacher I talk to at least, and you know, some teachers say, "Do you really think I'm doing this job for money?"、Mm. Uh, no, because I want to, you know, really help people and to see my students develop, to learn something, and、mm. I want to see their happy face at the end of the the class. So don't assume people do or stay this job just because of money. Yeah.、Mm. You've been a manager for a few years.、Uh-huh. So, what are the the secrets for you as a manager to keep your staff? If you care for your staff and you say, "Oh, I know that you're going to leave one day, and what I want to do in the next year, we want to give you some of the skills and things that are going to help you get to the next position, either in this company or outside this company." Or say you've told me you want to run your own Celta、mm-hmm. school、mm-hmm. or your own Certisol school,、mm-hmm. and great, great, okay, let's work on having a plan for you over the next year so that you can get the skills so that you'll be able to run your own school in a year's time or two years' time. Then you're much more likely to stay with me for、mm-hmm. those. Two years, right?、Mm-hmm. But I think it's kind of counterintuitive for people because I think people think, "Oh, I don't want to encourage my staff to leave."、Yeah. But I think you want to encourage your staff to achieve their goals, and, and those goals、mm. will probably usually be outside、mm. the company. So for me, that secret is like listening to them, finding out what it is that they want to achieve in the future,、mm-hmm. and then helping them make sure they get the skills in their、mm-hmm. current job、mm-hmm. that'll help them get there in the、mm. in the future. Because your your aim isn't to keep people. Until they're sixty-five, <laughs>、yeah. right? Your aim is to keep people instead of keeping them for one year, keeping them for three years or four years.、Mm-hmm. That's an interesting point, though, because even for employee or for teachers, and they stay longer, and then automatically we believe, okay, the reason why I stay another year because I want to have a promotion.、Mm. Of course, that's fine. Yeah. But after what you mentioned, and you need to think about. Okay, I'm gonna stay another year or two. So, what can I get out of it? Yeah, exactly. I think that's what you want to talk to people about, right? What What do you、yeah. want to get out of 
staying here for another year and having that conversation with yeah, people. So that's my point. I think just accept the position, the title, and the real skills and the competencies and knowledge and all that kind of stuff. And people need to consider more. You but know think, what I mean? But I think that's the thing that managers need to help people to realize, right? Because mm. for a lot of people, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to be standing up in front of a room of 15 kids again for a year teaching them ABC. But... <laughs> There's a lot more in the way of skills that you can get out of that that can help you to get a better job or something when you leave or you can study a qualification or something that's going to help you get mm-hmm. a different job mm. when you leave. Mm. But it's, it's helping people realize what are the skills that you need for the future and then, okay, how can we make sure that you get those skills mm. in your current position? Yeah, and uh, in another word, I think just to try to let them see their value in this team or in this company. Right, uh, so it's about well, that thing of recognizing people, yeah. but I think it's about recognizing the right things. So it's not about saying, well, well done, you got the most student retention or you got the highest demonstration class mm. conversion mm. or well done, you know, you came to work on mm-hmm. time every day for mm. the last month, right? Mm-hmm. It's about praising people for things that they want to be praised for. Mm. So can I ask you here? I'm just confused that should we ask them? What do you want me? Well, you need to ask people like, what do you want to be praised for exactly? But you can find out what people think that they're good at doing. And I think praising people for you made the most money for our company every month. That's great if it's a salesperson because that is the role of a salesperson is to make money. But if it's a teacher and you praise them for making money, then you're not going to keep people who are very suited mm. for the teaching profession. Yeah. But that, that all comes down to, like you were saying at the beginning, getting to know people's motivation, yeah, understand, and then sitting down with someone on the first day in a new job and saying, why are you here? What do you want to get out of this? So what if the teachers say, I just want to come here, travel? But that that's fine. So how can you help that Because that was what I wanted to do but how in the beginning. Can you do that? to relate to their retention because you know they're going to leave, right? I don't care. But I didn't leave, right? So I came here to travel and I'm still in the same country, in the same organization 10 years later because people's motivations change. Mm. And we know, again, from research that the majority of what's called self-initiated expats, SIEs, so people who make the decision themselves to go abroad, one of the most common reasons and the most common reason for language skills is that they want to travel. So, of course, give those people opportunities to do that. But they might enjoy the job as I did, right? Like I really, really enjoyed teaching. And as time has gone by, my motivations for staying in this profession, this industry have changed. Okay, so we talk a lot about the common mistakes and how we, you know, motivate and keep teachers. So why, why do we do that? Why do we care about doing it? The, the main, I think, reason for big organizations is it's just very, very expensive mm. to recruit teachers mm-hmm. from abroad. So you could save so much money by just keeping teachers in the same position for longer. Mm. So that that's a sort of big picture. And then I think if it comes down to the sort of small picture about teachers and students then as a teacher the most important thing you can do is understand and get to know your students yeah that's the common feedback that i heard when i uh, met some students in the center and just say oh okay you know after my six months alternative leave i came back and there's no teacher in this school i really know and they all left so I think that's a really, really bad effect on the students. So yeah. it's definitely bad for the I th- students. I think it's not necessarily saying that a te- every teacher who's been there, who's been teaching for five years, is better 
than every teacher who's been teaching for six months. But I think it's pretty much always true that you're a better teacher after five years than you were after one year. I, I definitely was. And another thing is similar to recruitment is training, because we are doing training. You know how much time and efforts we spend with the teachers, and then you know they they leave. <laughs> That's the most frustrating thing、um, for a trainer. I mean, at least for me,、yeah. you know, I have the teachers that spend all the time, maybe one or two weeks with them. Yeah. And then you just say, okay, in six months or a year, and they just left. You know, they can do a really good job, but you know what I mean. And、yeah. you have to train new people again, 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 and again. Yeah. So it's really, really costly for organizations, right? Yeah, exactly, because they have to pay us、yeah. to do training and stuff. Yeah,、mm. I think this is something that's becoming more and more common, not just in education, but、mm. everywhere. Like, if you look at my parents, they pretty much stayed in the same jobs for about thirty something years.、Mm-hmm. And for your parents, how, how long did they work in the same companies for? Well, their whole life, yeah. Yeah, right. More than thirty years. Right, but I think now things are changing a lot faster, and I think the world average, according to LinkedIn, is only something like four years、mm. that people stay in the same company. So of course nowadays we don't expect people stay in the same company, same position five, ten years because that's kind of unrealistic. But again, don't want to spend a lot of time and money keep hiring new people and training them. So Rose, you've just started a new job.、Mm. If you have a chance to tell your manager three things that can motivate you, what they are going to be? The team I work with is is really important. In my last job, I really loved all the people that I worked with, and that kept me there for quite a long time. So I guess as a manager, having control over who you hire is really really important. I think things like your work schedule and your you know your work life balance is also super important, especially nowadays. That's something that research has shown is important for every generation. I think for me, working overtime isn't a problem occasionally, but I know of some people, friends who've had to work like six days a week and twelve hours a day every day for、yeah. two years. Yeah, and th- those people obviously quit. So, making sure there's some sort of work-life balance and professional growth and development. So it might not be getting like doing tons of training courses or anything, but it might just be the opportunity to do research and present at conferences. Okay, that's very good advice. Ah,、uh, hope she's listening. Ah,、uh, good luck. All right, bye everyone. Bye. For more podcasts, videos, and blogs, visit our website www.tefeltraininginstitute.com. If you've got a question or a topic you'd like us to discuss, leave us a comment. And if you want to keep up to date with our latest content, add us on WeChat at Tefel Training Institute.、And、if you enjoyed our podcast, please rate us on iTunes. Bye.